as I was getting advice from people, I was also talking to them and talking to them about their stories and their cats. And I just realized this community is just full of amazing people. We've got some people who've gone through some so much difficulty, but with so much positivity in their lives that I was like, I want to share their stories. So we kind of transitioned Cat Explorer from just being that depository to a community. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I'm veering away from all things dog to talk to an Australian pioneer of cat exploring. Hasara Lay has created a community of people who love to explore the world with their cat by their side. She's created informational guides, a podcast, and an online store, all dedicated to getting out with your cat. When the coronavirus pandemic impacted the fulfillment of her physical products, Hasara acted on requests from her community to launch a membership program with various levels of support and rewards. Now, she connects with cat lovers all over the world on monthly calls, fun challenges, and more. Hasara also tells us how she goes about finding cat-friendly cafes and other businesses. I bet there are more cat lovers listening to this show than I ever knew before. Let me know who you are by taking a screenshot of this episode or snapping a selfie and sharing it on Instagram, tagging me at wearwagrepeat. Hasara Lay is the founder of Cat Explorer, a community movement and brand for people who explore the world with their cats. They are a community full of people who go hiking with their cats, kayaking, and even take their cats to brunch. Hasara is an engineer by trade and created Cat Explorer during a career break while she was training her own cats. Since Cat Explorer has grown to include a physical and membership product and even the Cat Explorer podcast. Hey, Hazara, how are you? I'm good. How are you going, Tori? I'm really good. We should also mention to everyone that you are in Australia. Yes, I am. I'm in Sydney. Fantastic. So is Sydney a um, very cat-friendly place to live? Well, Sometimes I look at some of the places you've got in the US and they're definitely much more cat friendly, but I think it's um, definitely improved in the last few years, especially since I was a child. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, I'm so immersed in the dog world, so I'm really interested to talk to you and and, uh, find out everything about Cat Explorer. But, you know, I think places have become so much more dog friendly in the last like five or 10 years in the United States at least. Um, and and lately I've been noticing on social media a lot more people are exploring with their cats and they've got these like adventure cats that they take out and do things together. So I think it's it's really neat and it's really cool because um, it, it, you know, having taking your dog with you places really enhances your life. And so I think it's wonderful to expand that to people who don't have a dog and have a cat instead. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, perhaps the 
how cat-friendly places are a few steps behind the dog-friendly, but I think it definitely helps with enhancing the bond with your cat as well, similarly with how you would find with a dog as well. Right. So um, I read in your bio that you kind of got into this when you were training your own cats during uh, a break that you were taking from work. Most people that I know don't really train their cats very much. (laughs) So how did you even get into that? So it actually goes back to when I was a child. And um, back then, catteries were not what they were now. They were like just little cages that you'd leave your cat in. And for my dad's work, he traveled a lot in regional Australia. And um, our cat at the time, Tabby, she just did not handle being in catteries well. She got pretty sick while she was there. She didn't eat. And so we started this process of just taking her along with us. We didn't know what a harness was. We didn't know what a carrier was. So the first carrier my parents got for her were those, you know, how when you go to the grocery shop and you get those, um, the carry baskets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they literally got two of those baskets, put them on top of each other and then (laughs) cable tie them. (laughs) Um, and I think her first ever harness was a ribbon that my mom just like was like, oh, maybe this will work and we can take her out using this. Um, but she lived, Tabby lived for 23 years. And during that time, like, she traveled all around Australia wow. with us. And it kind of got really convenient because we'd decide on a Wednesday, oh, we're going to go on this road trip on the weekend. And you could just you just take her along, right? So um, when we adopted our two, I was just, I was determined that they would be doing the same. Like I wanted that flexibility. So that's why I actually started training them at first was I wanted them good in the car. I wanted to be able to take them to um, cat-friendly hotels or Airbnbs. And I just wanted them to be comfortable with that. Um, I had no idea that you could go hiking with your cat. It never occurred to me to go to the, go to brunch with them. Like all those things were just things, they weren't on my radar at the time. Um, But then when um when I was training them, we had a few issues with their harness because by then I kind of knew that there were harnesses on the market. And um I went to the wonderful world of Instagram and I was like, I'll see if anyone knows what a cat harness is. Maybe there is an actual cat harness. And I just discovered this whole community of people who actually take their cats hiking and they take them for walks and they go kayaking with them. And um they were just so helpful as well. Like I because I put the call out and said, oh, this is the harness we're using now. I want something a bit sturdier. And I got so much advice about it. And initially I created Cat Explorer as a bit of a depository of all that advice that I was getting and information that I was finding everywhere so that other people could learn. But then as I was getting advice from people, I was also talking to them and talking to them about their stories and their cats. And I just realized this community is just full of amazing people. We've got some people who've gone through some so much difficulty, but with so much positivity in their lives that I was like, I want to share their stories. So we kind of transitioned Cat Explorer from just being that depository to a community. And on top of that, then we added our podcast in as well, the Cat Explorer podcast, so that people could share those stories a bit more. Because when you share an article, you kind of just get a bit of a tidbit about the story, but you could just dive so much deeper in a podcast. So that's why we started the podcast. And then um, as Cat Explorer kept growing, I realized that we could add some products to the store. So we created an online store. And then on top of that, recently, we've also added in a membership program as well. So it's come quite a long way in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, that's so amazing. So tell me, I'm really intrigued. And I think the pe- everyone listening um, could benefit from hearing a little bit about the shift from going from an informational website and sharing information to something that's more community oriented. Can you just kind of like elaborate on um, 
on that shift and kind of what that's meant for you? Yeah, for sure. So I think um, initially I was just sharing the information that I had. So if I found a harness, I would say this was great. Or if I found a backpack, I'd say this was great. Or this is what worked for me by taking my cat in the car. And I'd share our story. But then um, every cat is different, like every dog is different. So I'd talk to other people and I'd realize that their journey was quite different to ours. So I'd want to share their journey as well. And then I found that it was a lot easier to transition from that informational hub of just my experience to share everyone else's experience. And that's kind of how it evolved into a community. But I think one of the biggest things for our community is that two-way um, communication as well. So people will tell us things, but we always make sure that we share their experiences as well. And um, also just really listening to them and understanding their pain points and helping them find solutions. Whereas before it was me finding solutions for myself. Now it's us find, helping our community find solutions for themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. That's so amazing. Um, I think that probably, you know, another thing about Cat Explorer is that it is so specific. <laughs> At least <laughs> I think it is. Um, you know, people have told me for years with Wear, Wag, Repeat, people have been saying to me like for, for years, like, what, well, what about dog dads? And what about this? And what about that? And I'm like, no, I talk specifically to this group of people. <laughs> and, and there's a reason for it because when people see it and it's like the perfect thing for them, it just sings and like their mm-hmm. eyes light up and they're like, yes. So I think like with Cat Explorer, having it be so specific to like going out on adventures with your dog, with your cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, going out on adventures with your cat, like people must, people who are interested in that or like just have a, like a small kind of inkling of interest in it, they must see your community and just get so excited. I think so. And it's, I think one of those big things that day that I discovered all those people that took their cat on a harness, because I used to take my childhood cat for a walk around the neighborhood because she loved doing that. And I was that weird kid in the neighborhood that walked their cat. And you, like, discovering all those people on Instagram that day when I was looking for harnesses was that sense of belonging. And that's something that we keep trying to give to everyone through Cat Explorer is that there are people like you all around the world. Like, we've got members in regional areas in France, and they're the only people in their town that do this. And they say that they feel really connected to people because there are people all around the world who have the same problems that they do, even though they're not in their little geography. So um, that sense of belonging is really important. Yeah, it's so amazing uh, to, through technology and through social media and everything that we can be connected. Um, and even if there aren't people who live right around you who have the same interests, you can still be friends with people all over the world, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so tell, I, I'm really curious if you could tell us a little bit about your membership program. Um, you were telling me that you have people all over the world who are part of this membership, I believe, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, I think the joke I was making was that we were, when we tried to book this in, we had to coordinate time zones. And um, in our membership program, we've got some members in Europe, some in Australia, and some in North America. So trying to coordinate those time zones for our monthly calls can be challenging. But, yeah. Um, what so? What exactly is inc- what does the membership um, include? Like, what do you guys do? What I might do is I'll take a step back um, because we've actually been looking at a membership program pretty much for the whole time that Cat Explorer was running, and 
we spent a lot of time looking at platforms like Patreon, which is probably the most popular membership program platform available. And we just found out that the fees were quite high and we just couldn't justify it in terms of the amount of work we put in and then it would go in all these fees and it just didn't make sense to us. But um, you and I, we're currently recording this in May 2020. We're right in the middle of the coronavirus right. pandemic. Um, and because of that, that um, things like shipping prices for physical products have gone up quite significantly. So we had to make some decisions in terms of removing some products from our online store. And during that process, quite a few members of our community actually reached out to me and said, have you ever thought of doing a membership program? And I'm not going to lie, when you start doing a membership program, your first thought is, is anyone going to sign up? Yes, and um I've been that, there. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> like that was also one of the biggest reasons why we didn't go down that path because we were just like, no one's going to sign up to this. Um, But then when people actually reached out to us and asked us about it, we were like, okay, let's just give it a go. Like, We've had to take some of our physical products off the store. Let's just give the, give it a go and see what happens. And we actually ended up putting it out there, I think, with less than 48 hours since we made the decision, which is um very fast for us. Um, and the way we set it up was that we've got two types. So we've got a lot of people who are a huge fan of our podcast and they want to support the podcast. So we've got one version, which is where it's just a one-off payment where they support a season of our podcast. And as a part of that, there's a few different levels of support that they can do. And some of them, the highest level includes things like monthly calls and things like that, as well as hearing their name on the podcast. Um, And then the second version is the one that they can support us on an ongoing basis, which is our per squad. And um, that's also got several levels to it. Um, The highest level also including those monthly calls with other members in the community as well. Well, can we just talk about how cute the name Per Squad is? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad because I, I live in a world of dog puns all the time, and I'm really happy to know that there are cat puns as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't – had to call it the Per Squad. Like, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a hard time finding dog mom gear that fits in with the rest of your style? I love my dogs, but I don't want paw prints on everything I own. The Wear Rag Repeat Shop is full of artist-designed apparel, handmade accessories for you and your dog, and stylish gifts for the dog-obsessed. Best-selling products like our Puppy Breath Candle and the Jungle Dog Dress have been featured on blogs like Proud Dog Mom and The Daily Dog Tag. Your dog is already spoiled, so treat yourself! Get 15% off your first order when you visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and use promo code PODCAST. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com, promo code PODCAST. So it's, so the membership that you so, – so you have a couple of different levels, and so you're active with these different groups every month now, Right. Yes, that's correct. So, um, for example, with our per squad, it comes with quite a few benefits in terms of things like it's got monthly challenges, it's got support that they receive, they've got the opportunity to connect with other members of the per squad as well, because that's a big part of our community. So, it's providing them that pl- platform to do that as well. And are the monthly challenges like doing things with your cat? Yes, definitely. So, um, we've got um, at the moment, we're in May, and the current one 
is learn something new. So usually our challenges would be related to cat exploring, but not everyone can go cat exploring at the moment because right. of the current restrictions. So um, we're very much trying to just keep our cats enriched. So we were like, we'll just learn something new with our cats this month. Yeah, I, this is so cool. And, um, and I just think like optimistic to have this idea and be able to pivot in this way during the coronavirus. I've talked to so many people who um, – Anyone that I've talked to is finding a way to kind of pivot in some way and you have to just get creative. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a membership or a way for people to kind of virtually connect with others who share their interests is like exactly what people want right now because we're all like isolated. Even if you live with someone, you're still isolated from, you know, your usual friend group and people that you interact with. So this is just such a cool way to to approach and, and deal with all these restrictions that we're having. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it was um like I was surprised at how popular it ended up becoming because like I said before, I wasn't sure whether anyone would sign up to it. But I think what's also been great is I forget because as a part of doing the podcast, I speak to members of our community like for two hours every couple of weeks. Like I'm constantly connecting with members and I forget that people in our community aren't doing that. They hear it on the podcast, but they're not actually asking their own questions to these other members. So it was great to see in these monthly calls to see everyone connect with each other and then also connect outside the call as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like networking kind of with each Mm -hmm. other, I'm sure. Yeah. Because we always think of networking in a corporate office career sense, but there's a fun way to do it too. Yeah. I mean, I've really made a lot of new friends in the last couple of years through the dog mom community. Like we, we meet on Instagram. We like, we like each other's dogs and then we end up meeting in person. And whenever I go to a new city, I always see who I follow, what dogs I follow in that city. And I try to meet up with them in person and I usually succeed. (laughs) That's so awesome. I love that. It's kind of fun. It's also just very weird, but that's how I am. Um, so, okay, since you are an engineer, we can talk a little bit about like the techie side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, how exactly on the technology side are you running a membership program? So we are actually doing it through our own website. So we use Squarespace to run our website and um, we're just using it as a digital product, um, a digital sub- subscription product, sorry. Um, and because we're doing it on our own website, it means that we don't have to pay those extra fees that we would have had to pay for Patreon because I think in May last year, they actually like um, changed all their membership structures for new um, programs. It does mean like there is a lot of admin work and setup work that happens in the background. Um, and because we did do it quite quickly because we weren't sure, we didn't want to put a lot of effort into the program up front if people weren't going to sign up for it. So we turned it around quite quickly and then made sure that we've put in the systems behind the scenes afterwards, um, which isn't how I would normally do it. Normally, I make sure that systems are in place before I launch, but it was um, just because we were working so quickly there. And so there is a bit more admin work behind the backgrounds compared to using a Patreon, but it works and it's lower fees that way. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think that there's definitely some plugins, depending on what kind of um system people are using. I think there's something called MemberPress um, mm-hmm. for WordPress that can manage memberships too somehow. I've never used it, so I'm not sure about that, but I've heard it mentioned around the, around the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of that one as well. 
Um, okay, now let's talk about your cats and taking them to brunch. Walk me through how this happens. <laughs> how, how do you find out if a restaurant allows your cat to come to brunch? So that's actually kind of a tricky part of cat exploring is understanding if people are cat friendly. Um, one of because we now have the wonderful world of Instagram. What I've actually done is, whenever we travel to a city or a town or something like that, I always make sure that I've checked out the local cafes and restaurants to see if they're cat friendly. So um, sometimes I actually send them an Instagram DM before I turn up and I say, so I've got these two cats and they're used to going cat exploring and they go to brunch with us all the time. Would it be weird if we turned up? Um, <laughs> I also say like they come harnessed and leashed. They're in their cat backpacks. We will bring their food. We will make sure that they don't go crazy. Um, and usually like the answer is yes. I don't think I've actually had a no yet. But one of the things I really look for is making sure they've got outdoor seating. And um, if we notice that we turn up and there's dogs there, because not all dogs are cat friendly and our cats aren't always dog friendly. So we always ask if we can be seated further or as far away from them as possible, just to make sure that it's safe for everyone, because you don't want to cause an issue for the restaurant or anyone else who's dining there at the time. No, or um, your cats or their dogs or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now that we have the wonderful world of Instagram, if I've seen another cat at a place, we will most likely go there as well. So sometimes <laughs> if I've seen a cat, like, f for example, one of the road trips we do is from Sydney to Melbourne. That's about an eight-hour drive. It takes us about 12 hours with our cats because we have to keep stopping for them. But I've noticed certain cats will stop at certain places along the way. So we'll probably just stop at the same places as well um, because I know they're cat-friendly and this isn't a weird concept to them. Um, but like when I'm in Sydney, sometimes if we're just traveling and we see a place that could be cat friendly, one of us will duck in and say, can we bring our cat in? This is what we're going to do. And um, usually they're okay. It's I think if you show that you've thought about the fact that they're a business and they've got other diners there and you've thought about the other people there and the other animals there, they're usually pretty understanding. Yeah. The most important thing is just be considerate and mm -hmm. don't assume that you can go everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and like, to be honest, as a business owner, like people who are cat explorers, we always go back to the same places because they're so cat friendly. And usually like we've got a few cafes who now know our cats by name. So that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I've never, I have never seen a cat at a cafe or anything like that in person. To be honest, um, it depends. So I've got two cats. I've got Lumos and Noxie. Um, Noxie is a lot shyer than Lumos. So if I do take her to a cafe, I probably wouldn't be putting her in a place that everyone can see her. Mm -hmm. She enjoys smelling everything, but she doesn't enjoy having everyone coming and patting her. Whereas Lumos, he insists on everyone getting a pat, but he obviously doesn't understand that people can be allergic to him as well. So we need to manage that too. So what you're saying is that I may have been at many cafes where there were many cats. I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like <gasps> most people don't even notice Noxie when she's out and about at a cafe. They'll notice her on a hiking trail because she'll just run straight past them. But um, with Lumos, they'll definitely notice him because he'll meow if you don't give him a pat. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I love it. So, okay, I would imagine that when you're out doing all these things with your cats, you get a lot of questions from people. <laughs> what are some of like the most frequently asked questions that people 
that people ask you? And do you go right in to say, hey, check out my website? Or do you just kind of talk to them like a like a regular person? Or how, how do you kind of handle those things? Well, it depends on their their approach to us because sometimes they'll become a little bit aggressive because it's it is it's weird. Like I I know that for a lot of people they've never seen this before, so it's quite odd. Um, and usually for those people, it's usually like, does your cat really enjoy that? And sometimes they ask that because our cats aren't the best with dogs, so we right. take them usually out in a cat backpack. If they see a dog, they pancake down in the cat backpack, which is their usual approach and then as soon as we're away from the dog they're back out um looking around and everything like that for those people I just usually say yeah they really love it and then we just keep walking but then there are some people who just love it so much that I just usually I start with explaining what other cats in our community do so we've got some cats in our community who go on stand-up paddle boards in Canada and I'm like I can't even go on a stand-up paddle board <laughs> let alone take my cats on one and um, I share the experiences and things that they do and then that usually opens their eyes to what cats are capable of because I think um, it's probably the same with the dog community as well. People just don't realize what our animals are capable of doing. We kind of had this stereotype that we've always had about what they can do and what they can't do and um, sometimes it's just helping change that. And then usually if they seem really curious, then I realize that they're probably in our target audience for our community. So then I usually – if if I'm with the cats, we usually have some business cards that we'll give out, which has a bit more detail on where they can go if they want to train their cat. You you just hit on something that I noticed when I was looking at your website is that you know your website is all about taking your cat places, but first and foremost, it's like how to train your cat. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I try to emphasize as much as I can with dogs too, because people see me taking my dogs all over the place and they oftentimes we'll say, oh, I wish I could take my dog where you guys go, but my dog just does not behave or would freak out or would whatever. And I'm like, well, if you just kind of spend some time um, working and, and training, not of course, not every dog or cat can do everything, but um, it all starts with training and mm-hmm. and trust and being able to rely on each other and kind of see what your dog enjoys. And I I think it's probably, it sounds like it's the same way with your cat, but I love that you emphasize the training because you shouldn't just take any pet out anywhere without knowing how they're going to react. No. And you should start with baby steps as well. Like for example, with our cats, the first time we took them out on a harness was literally, well, after several months of just having them wear the harness in our apartment, we took them out into our courtyard and then we took them out to a quiet laneway and then we took them out. We just happened to go to a quiet farm. So we took them to the quiet farm and people see them at um, farmers markets now, but we didn't, that's not the first place we took them. We took them out to a lot of places with a lot of people, but we did that very, very slowly. Yeah. It kind of makes me think of, um, you see all the videos of people putting booties on their dog and they're like, my dog hates it. I'm like, well, you know, when I trained Lucy to wear booties, I would just put one booty on and have her wear it while she was eating her dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> so that she would think like dinner equals booty. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. <laughs> it's all um, positive reinforcement. Yeah. And like baby, baby, baby steps. Mm-hmm. Very small steps. <laughs> <laughs> well, any cats take even smaller steps than dogs, so <laughs> <laughs> I think so sometimes. <laughs> um, well, Hasara, this has been so fun, and I hope that everyone listening has um, have had their eyes open to a whole other 
world of pet exploring. So um, tell everyone where they can find your website, your podcast, and your online community. Mm-hmm, yep, sure. So um, you can find Cat Explorer online at catexplorer.co. And you can, I guess you like podcasts because you're listening to this one. So we're <laughs> also the Cat Explorer podcast. So each episode will speak to a cat explorer or a cat expert. And um, you can find us on Instagram at catexplorer.community and the same on Facebook as well. Awesome. Well, Hasara, thank you again so much for being on the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.